Tuesday, rawmikerichards.com, broadcasting live from the DKI Studios in downtown Toronto, 234 King Street East, out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Coming up today, a follow-up on the story yesterday in which we saw the tragedy in Jacksonville. And strangely enough, Dave is going to have a story, obviously it's not, not a shooting, but just how, in this current climate, how easily it's going to be to get people to panic because of incidents like that. And I'll be honest, I don't blame anyone, and I mean anyone, for panicking when it comes to that. Because essentially, you're just looking out for your family, your loved ones, friends, family. But there will be a sick and a almost twisted a perception by some, and when it plays into their favor, uh, God help us. Also uh, coming up today, what I do in my spare time to amuse myself. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. <laughs> it's not. It's not red tube. Although, no, um... no I'm not putting it down. Trust me. <laughs> There's a couple of good ones out there. We, you know what I'm talking about. Sure you do. Sure you do. Some of the names we can't even. Some of the you can't even say. You know who's a connoisseur? Who? Coach Frank. Coach Frank. Coach oh, Frank. Frank knows Coach Frank. Everything about Red. He's so he's so talented. Yeah, he's very crafty. <laughs> a lot of great comments yesterday by uh, by many, seeing the the Bret Hart, uh, Jimmy Nyhart, um, Stampede Wrestling. Just you know some of the memories, and and those that follow wrestling, it's well again we'll lead into the conversation that Dave's going to have in a couple of seconds here. Uh, also, uh, maybe we'll uh, let me just have a little rundown here. Um, there is uh, a person that plays in the NHL that Dave is not a fan of. Hmm. There's a reason for it. Okay. And now we're going to show what he does on his days off, certainly during the uh, the uh, off season here. Oh no! But I wonder how he's going to feel. Save the comments because I think you know who it is already. <laughs> but he, he shows him working hard. Like our buddy Kevin Porter, who's out there on the ice. We've got to get him back. Eh? So I should send him a text. I think he's the, yeah. one of the great examples and one of the nice finds. So he's a good guy. Yeah, he not... is one of the good guys. Not a prick. So we'll get to that. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Dave Lane. laughs> hey, that could be on his new book. Speaking of pricks. Kevin Porter comes <laughs> speaking of pricks, um, you will watch the 88 U.S. Trials, the 100 meters, and uh, we'll watch Carl Lewis run. His nine seven eight. Sure you did. That's a clean nine seven eight. But of course, you never got uh, you, you uh, on steroids. It was never officially. I don't think he no. was a, all natural. <laughs> but there's a weirdness to the trial too, and I didn't realize that they did this on ABC. But it is, it is a weird thing that they did. And for Ben Johnson, you know, he, everyone's staring at Canada. By the way, when that happened, and went, yep, how'd you get caught? How? <laughs> Seriously? You no, got caught? No, no kidding. <laughs> That's what the whole world did. It's like it's not like, oh my God, he's taking stare. Yeah. They all were. But there are chemicals to mask it. There are masking agents. And they sort of looked at his drug guy and went, Boy, you you need a new uh, drug man. No kidding. Uh also, a hilarious <laughs> now I don't know if you've seen the Andy Reid pass punt and kick when he was twelve. Oh boy! It no. is, it is. Is he still the same sort of uh, yo, shape? Oh, you won't believe this. And and he goes on John Gruden. You know when he used to have that um, Gruden's yeah 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 thing on ESPN, and Gruden is just ripping him to shreds. Ooh. It is the funniest commentary. And Andy's going, can't wait for those Chiefs oh, Raiders oh, matchups. Oh, yeah. They play twice this oh, yeah. year. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you must send Twinkies and oh, you got to see this. This footage is fantastic. Uh, also, Eric Carlson, do we? Do we know what's going to happen with no, him? No, we don't. Still, still no, up in the air. Don't. This is so up in the air. He's rumored to be going everywhere every probably third or fourth day. The most recent, Vancouver. Vancouver seems <laughs> to be all over the internet. <laughs> but it's like, Why ooh, would you go there, though? No, you don't. If you think Ottawa is in a bad situation, go to Vancouver. It's the parallel of the West Coast compared to the East Coast as far as teams going nowhere right now. I would say, if anything, 
Vancouver might be a step above Ottawa just because of the list of prospects that they have in the organization, but not that much higher like than you, Ottawa. you got to figure there's still, like, are you going to hang in for the two or three years yeah. of, of pain? That Those are lottery teams. Those are lottery yeah. teams. Unbelievable. Well, I guess money talks, right? I guess if they want to make that kind of room for him, I guess that's something you listen to, but uh, very strange. Also, um, kind of a, a you know, the, the, uh, CNE, the Canadian National Exhibition, is just sort of winding down. It does, I think, Labor Day weekend. It's Correct. Just, it's last weekend. Yep. I've always complained about the basketball games. Those those hoops aren't regulation. You know, the giant the oh, yeah. rubber ball, that, and, yep. and it's just so hard to get it in. I didn't realize in New Jersey there is, like, a governing body that goes, and right in the middle of a carnival, they go, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And they're like, they get the little things on. They start measuring stuff. Oh, good. I go, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I didn't even know it existed. Oh, I'm a big fan of that. I thought that was so cool. I'd like that job here. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, I would like that. <laughs> and by the way, uh, now that college football is just underway, yep. just underway, if you've not seen Virginia Tech come on to the field, mm. they do the same thing before every game. It's Enter Sandman, but it's the parade that the team has to do. They have to go through the smallest tunnel I've ever seen. I don't even know how the players fit. But the announcers, as and it's very adequate, where they say, you know, maybe Clemson has the most uh, uh, elaborate uh, one, but the most rock and roll, it just gives you chills, the, the Hokies. Vodtech comes onto that field, and the crowd goes bananas. Blacksburg, you got to see it. We're going to play that later on today. Now, we mentioned uh, about the – Tragedy in Jacksonville, where you know a, a guy with obvious issues, and we see it now almost on a weekly basis. It seems where somebody who has issues also has firearms, and they're going to decide to end people's lives on that night, including their own. So EA Sports, and we wondered how you know would you send your son or daughter uh, to the to the next tournament? These are just tournaments that are supposed to be fun. They have decided that they are going to cancel the last three Madden Classic qualifier events. They have, you know, uh, amongst uh, statements from including uh, Doug Marone, who's the uh, head coach of uh, the Jaguars in Jacksonville, said, you know, the the sentiments regarding just how uh, awful and tragic it was. They understand it, but they just, in good conscience, can't um, Continue on. They say we've all been deeply affected by what took place in Jacksonville. It's the first time we've had to confront something like this as an organization. Yep. And uh, he, they believe that the, the f- first time our gaming community has dealt with that kind of tragedy. So they're going to work with our partners, as they say, and our internal teams to establish a, a consistent level of security is one thing. But the events that were to, to take place were in Los Angeles, Dallas, and Chantilly in Virginia. And, uh, you know, as they... You know, it's the right thing to do. I mean, it's not more important to have these tournaments. And I think anyone who was probably entered in these things was thinking the same thing as mm-hmm. probably their parents were. And and really, because of the age group, that's what you talked about. These are people's kids. And that was just horrific. So that is what EA Sports is doing. And then I, on the way to the studio today, uh, there was that huge WWE event. Now, we thought that we would have... In studio this morning. Yes. Captain Charisma, Christian. Uh, he uh, He's unfortunately not able to join us this morning, but he did write me a note saying that he's going to be back after Labor Day, and he will definitely take the invite then. So totally, totally uh, fine with us. Hey, and, some, uh, sometimes you can read a lot about the way people who can't make the show, how they deliver the message. True. I saw the message from Dave. I'm like, I got a lot of time for this guy. Yeah. It was all class. So we're, we're certainly not, don't feel spurned in one way or the other. And then he promised to come back in after Labor Day. So full marks for him. So we will we will get a chance to have him in the studio. Bingo, yeah. And looking forward to that. So going into uh, what we were talking about a little bit earlier on and what maybe some of the WWE fans that were watching Raw yesterday, pretty decent show as always. And uh, and everything you know was flowing, but then all of a sudden there was a little bit of a, I'm not going to say hush, but in my section when people are starting to pass around cell phones, it kind of looks weird because they're not taking pictures. And my wife turns to me and hands me her phone, and, and there's an article on TMZ, and it says, Fan threatens to shoot himself at WWE Raw. Oh, great. So you could imagine 
you know, I, I pass it on to my friends that were in the building. Coach Frank was there. And as you can imagine, you know, we're, we're, we're going back and forth. And uh, apparently a guy, his name is Jason Sensation. He worked for the WWE as a uh, – as a uh, almost like a a role guy for a couple of weeks, he was just brought in, and then and that was it, right? So he writes in and says, "I got my gun through security, and will shoot myself in the head uh, and kill myself during tonight's Raw event in Toronto. Don't you dare mess it." Thanks for the memories, WWE. So this is a disgruntled former employee, former employee, a uh, guy that was on the independent scene and. And obviously, if someone to write this, um, you don't know really what you're up against or what the guy is all about. So, you know, the people in our section notify WWE officials, the police are involved, so forth. Uh, eventually, eventually, uh, you know, the police come out with a statement. John Pollock, who's been on the show before. Yeah, good guy. Big WWE wrestling insider comes out, says that. Uh, they have, I'm not going to say apprehended, but they have cornered who they were looking for and they consider Scotiabank arena safe. But in that 20 to 25 minutes, got to be honest with you, I was ready to leave. Well, no one can blame, as I said at the top of the show, if there is going to be an incident where you think your family, your wife, girlfriend, children, your parents, sure. and whatever, you think that you're threatened at a public event or get wind that there is a possibility. And again, sometimes it's only possibility. This is what I'm saying with the panic that will come from these kinds of incidents. And by the way, it's hard to blame people for saying, we're out of here mm -hmm. or we're not going back. I mean, it is, as I said, culturally right now, it seems that as much as we've talked about uh, those with a mental illness, bipolar, some of the some of the illnesses that they might be fighting, this this chemical imbalance that 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 makes them deranged essentially, where they can do damage. So there was kind of a fight on Twitter yesterday between uh, those that saying, well, it's not the gun's fault, it's it's people and people who have these illnesses. But those people who have those illnesses are still getting these guns. They're still getting these guns, these handguns. So obviously they're not hunting. They're not bringing down venison with a handgun. And we and again, not to get into the gun argument because, you know, I know a lot of hunters. You know, in Western Canada too. I mean, it's just it's a way of life. They're very sure responsible. Is. They lock their guns away. And they're using hunting rifles. It's that's they are made these guns to to bring down game for to eat. I mean, it's it's just it's a way of life and they're very responsible. I got no problem. No one does with those people. It's the guns that are made to kill people. And and I just think that, you know, I don't know where the line's drawn because we, we continue to get worse. This is not getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and again, enough of people and, and politicians saying thoughts and prayers. Okay, that, that's not helping us. It's not doing anything. In fact, you're doing nothing when you say that. Something has to be implemented. And I don't know. And again, uh, between a, an issue of whether guns or guns be allowed, which I think they should, I think, you know, down south, the border it's a it's it's a right it's an, an amendment but again people say yeah but that was to bear arms to fight uh oncoming hordes and you know right. basically to protect against um invading armies yeah it's an ancient rule yes so so something's got to be done i personally don't know what it is but the thought that people just can casually even with some of the mental uh, issues they have i mean if you show up on you know and I, maybe it doesn't work that way maybe it's not shared that uh, Johnny goes in and says, hey, how are you doing today? I'm a blah, blah, blah. I need a certain kind of weapon. They should be able to put everything through driver's license and go, I see you're on medication. I see you've, you know, you've, you're on a list. I don't, I, is that even possible? I don't know, because I'm just throwing it out there. Right. Truly, uh, this is not a platform, but it's just concerned because, so what's to stop every nutcase in the world? And I'm going to use that. People, oh, I can't use that now. Well, tr um, trust me, if they're, if they're capable of going to uh, a wrestling match, and maybe he's not nuts. Maybe it's just anger. Right. So what happens to this guy now? Bingo. Yeah. No, I see. Like he's, you got to you got to do something serious to this he, guy. Exactly. He can't just get uh, you know, uh, I don't know, community service. That's that's not enough. No, that's you, not good enough. And here's the other part of it too. And I'm not I'm not trying to blame the arena staff or anything, but so the buddy I'm with, Art, says to me, "Do you remember what happened to you at security?" And I'm like, yeah, I do. I and, and now now I'm thinking about it even more because of what's come out, you know, through through Twitter and social media. So here's here's our story. Come through security. It's gate one. It's the biggest gate at Scotiabank Place Arena, whatever the hell it's called. You put down your phone, your keys, your wallet, 
and walk through. Three security guards are sitting there talking to each other, yucking it up. I go through and get the old because I'm wearing a belt with a pretty decent belt buckle. I'm from Western Canada. So uh, my buddy sitting there behind security go is waiting because he's thinking I'm getting I'm getting wanded. Girl at the front, walk on through, sir. How do you know I was wearing a belt? Yeah. What about if I was carrying something else? What about if I had a gun, a knife? Uh, but this is what you think uh, now, my, Dave. My, my nunchucks that uh, that Rusty got me for my birthday? You'd never think this years ago. It wouldn't have crossed your mind, but but you can't think that way anymore. It's like saying, I don't like how the airport is now. We'll get re- The airport, we're not going back. Yeah. It's not going back. <laughs> yeah, this is the way go. security is. Totally. And I got news for you. It's going to continue to get tighter, and yep. it's hard to blame any organization or building or a company that has decided that you can't just walk in and I, look. I get it's a pain in the ass. I mean, my God, going to the airport now. I don't like. I used to love going to the airport. Yeah, I know it was a fun event. It it's was like oh, going on a plane. I used to when I and I I didn't fly till like way later on in life. Like I was in my thirties. Like I really didn't fly much uh, until that time. And I used to see these business guys, right? Mm. So everyone lines up early. Everyone gets through the thing. Cause security wasn't really much. Just where you're going, where you're staying, all that kind of stuff. And these business guys used to show up like two minutes before the plane takes off, smoking. True. Smoking. Who's going to Chicago? Chicago. Chicago over here. Yep. See you, Ted. And they'd walk through and think, hey, I'm thinking, this is, I got I to gotta see what these guys are doing. <laughs> so I go in. Of course, there's, there's a bar near the one thing. And I'm yeah. like, so I decide I'm going to yuck it up with two guys from Pittsburgh, business guys, smoking away. We're having drinks. And I can't remember where I'm going. I can't remember. I think I might be going to Boston. I think I'm going to Boston. Yeah. It was U.S. Air. U.S. Scare. And so I'm sitting there having drinks and cocktails. We're laughing it up. They're like, hey, Mike, what do you do for a living? Oh, I do the <laughs> You know. Attractive girl comes up. Mm. She's wearing the uniform of U.S. Air. Tight skirt. So I think this is all good because, let's face it. Sure. Richie's been drinking. He's in a good mood. Yep. I'm going to Boston. This is going to be fun. She goes, excuse me. Are you Mike Richards? Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I am. Takes the walkie-talkie out. Put his bags back on the plane. Shut up. Ooh. That's not good. <laughs> then I walk through the lineup and then, of course, when you when you get into the plane, <laughs> oh yeah. You're you're not popular. No. They're not big on your hilarious chuckle fest with two uh, sales guys from Pittsburgh and you come on smelling like Keith Richards. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's the Keith, yeah, but I'm sure I, I stare at people like you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, do I ever stare at you hard? It's like burning. It's like daggers. And I'm walking down the middle of the aisle like like uh, Jim Morrison. <laughs> yeah, light, light, light my fire. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> so don't do that. Speaking of wrestling, things to not do. Yes. Uh, as I said, we're going to have uh, Christian at some point. Yeah, a- next, af- next next week. Next week? Yeah, because considering Labor Day is upon us, the greatest holiday of of the CFL's history. Yes, it is. Great. I, yeah. I won more money. On, on the Labor Day really? game, the Hamilton Labor Day game. Okay. More money, more dinners, big dinners, steak dinners. Okay. What's your what's your what's your theory though? Okay, because I I automatically can go check Mark Saskatchewan wins this game. That's that's what's happening because that's what happens. Uh, Twelve out of the last thirteen years, Bombers go to Saskatchewan. Bombers get fed. Bombers go back home. Bombers win. So what happens in Alberta? What happens in Ontario? Well, I'm to me Calgary wins. Yeah, I, I've even looked at the lines. Yeah, because I go home team wins. It's hard. By the way, it's hard to win both of them too. Oh yeah, even the years like the Doug Flutie years in, in Calgary, they, they they did not necessarily just win back to back. So you got the oh, the Alouettes uh, are in Ottawa, sixteen and a half points. That's a lot of points. That's uh, guys. I don't know about that. I'm interested. I in think the, the plus, Alouettes the, plus the points. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. Winnipeg. So minus three and a half Saskatchewan. I would be unloading. Yeah. The farm on that one. Yep. Sorry, Bombers, but I would. Edmund, so it's minus seven and a half. That's a stinky football number. I think Calgary probably shows, shows up in their uh, FU uh, black unis, all black. Fair enough. That's what I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, and I, I still am not buying Edmonton. I'm just, I'm not. So the seven and a half is a terrible number. There'll be people on Edmonton simply because that's a bad football number. And the Argos and the Ticats is closed Hmm. I don't have a line for that on uh, Sports Interaction. Okay. Well, the opening line was Hamilton minus eight, but they'll they'll reopen. So it will be anywhere between se- seven and eight points. If it's p- 
If it's over seven points, I think I'm... No Deron Carter, by the way. He will not play right. this weekend, even though he has shown up in Toronto and they will put him into this roster, but not this weekend. Yeah, I hope it's, that's a you know that that's also a borderline number too, and uh, you, know, you know in terms of getting feel. Well, when it gets closer, we look at the the uh, rosters. We'll we'll see what you're going to take. But also, hmm. when it comes to the world of wrestling, one of the uh, the cooler characters created, I think, including the theme song, that... maybe the greatest of all time. That is. Oh, oh my goodness! Here he comes. My favorite part is when the announcers say, "Is it getting cold in here now?" No, no, you're in the same arena. It's cool when it really is the Undertaker. But Dave, you have a story. It says sometimes guys aren't. Oh, this is outstanding. So let's put up the picture. This man was taken into custody after telling bar patrons that he was the WWE's The Undertaker as he tried to tombstone the bouncer. If you take a good look at that, and I know it's a smaller picture, you're going to be thinking to yourself, oh, that is The Undertaker. You'd only be saying that, however, if you had eight drinks this morning within the last 15 minutes because this isn't even remotely close to The Undertaker. And The Undertaker, by the way, six foot nine, not five foot four. The Undertaker in decent shape, even though he's in his 50s. This guy's severely overweight. Careful, careful who you think is and isn't The Undertaker. Uh, kudos to this gentleman that uh, decided to put uh, eye makeup on because that that almost sold me for the real deal because yeah. that's what The Undertaker does when he's in character. It's just sort of the length of the head. Like at first I thought, oh, Ron Jeremy, what have you done? <laughs> What's the hedgehog up to now? I mean, after the Wrecking Ball song, I thought maybe he's just fallen off. But no, indeed it's not Ron Jeremy. It is some guy who's... Two feet shorter than the actual. I mean, <laughs> if you're not bigger than the bouncer, you're not the Undertaker, probably. You're not the Undertaker. So no. I, if I'm the bouncer, I'm going. Go ahead, try to lift me up. <laughs> By the way, the uh, the tombstone pile drivers, the finishing move of the Undertaker would involve lifting the person, turning him upside down, putting his head between your knees, and dropping him <laughs> like a tombstone. So it's like kapoom, and of course in wrestling you protect the guy by squeezing your knees together. His head doesn't hit the mat. Don't try that at home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You turn him around, arms flap, and you stare at the, the cameras and give him the big ah Undertaker tongue. And also, it's a cool move. Also, the Undertaker in public rarely shits his pants. <laughs> so I think there are clues. <laughs> Not the Undertaker. You're watching rawmikerichards.com, either on the website or the dedicated YouTube channel. We appreciate that. Uh, I'll tell you what I also appreciate, a good rumor, and there seems to be a lot of them when it comes to Eric Carlson. Uh, we mentioned that uh, lately the big one seems to be the Vancouver Canucks. Well, if you want to do that, Eric, uh, it's just probably going to be because they're they're backing up the Brinks truck uh, to, to your bank account. But, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the room, like what, what, what money is he worth? If he goes to Vancouver, what isn't – now – is it an enticing city for a guy like that? It probably is. Probably is. It probably yeah. is. Uh, you know, at face value, it's you know one of the more uh, scenic places in in Canada. I'll, that's I'll, your thing. I'll yeah. give them that. Uh, the real estate is just outrageous. Mm -hmm. I mean, Toronto's bad, but Vancouver's not far behind. And sometimes it's ahead of Toronto because there's just no land to build stuff. So it goes. I mean, if you want that, so I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. But as a team, my God, they'll be in pain for two or three years. So if you're willing to do that, I guess you go. Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. It's only a step above where you're going from uh, or where you're coming from, I should say. Um, I don't know. Like if, if you're looking at Carlson, you're obviously looking at a, a major multi-year deal that puts him in the category of top five paid NHLers because for my money, the best overall NHL defenseman defensively, uh, offensively that support each other, uh, this guy's going to win more Norris trophies as long as that, that foot is going to recover properly. Uh, I'm going to venture to say 10 to $11.5 million per season so, as a contract. So 10 plus. Yes. I guess, you know, precedent, right? I mean, uh, with transparency, I mean, this is what really changed free agency and how the NHL worked. I mean, before you never knew what a guy made Yep. until they pushed for it. So now you see it. So if Russell Graham's making $10 million, I'm going, if he's making $10 million, and that's kind of how the argument works. Totally. Now, what did they see when he was a kid? So I'm going back to when he was 16 playing in Sweden. Here's the one thing that you will notice. 
uh, you know, some of it's one's a slap shot. And, of course, it's a 16-year-old slap shot, so you're not going to sit there and be blown away necessarily by it. But what I like in this is probably the assist you're going to see Dave. Not only is he a – and you know what, how, what a good skater he is. And, by oh, the yeah. way, coming back from that injury, some guys don't. Some guys miss, uh, you know, a, a stride or two, if you want to put it that way, and their career's over. He still maintained, you know, that ability. But the other thing that you see in the 16-year-old, and I'm sure that's what the scouts looked at, his understanding of where everyone is and the poise it takes to make certain passes. This is Eric Carlson at the age of 16 in Sweden. Coming up will be the assist. Målet följdes upp av en assist som avslöjade lite av en framtida NHL-kamp och hans enorma talang. I mean, really, that's his goal. At 16, there's the vision, right? Look at this. Waits, waits, and still feathers it in between a, a, a player and his own. Första passningen var briljant. Var passning nummer två nästan lika vacker. Look at that. Oh, and then they, I love the song. So there's uh, Eric Carlson, a 16-year-old. Uh, best of luck. Look, I don't think anyone dislikes the guy. No. And no. Then anyone who's got flow like that, I am for, as yeah. you know. And, of course, the weird social thing that happened with his wife. Yeah, and, uh, That I was know. just – I never thought I'd see that. Uh, <laughs> publicly in the NHL, that was bizarre. That was really bizarre. Um, you talked about the song you like. I know one day we're going to have to play it, but you once sang a song about Carlson. Oh, yeah. The other one. The other one. The goalie. That probably could easily be transferred <laughs> over to Eric or William Carlson with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, by the way, uh, Shea Weber, highest paid NHL defenseman at $12 million. Eric Shea Carlson. Weber's at 12? Eh, 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 eh. How are you feeling about that 12, eh, by the eh, way? Eh. Montreal? <laughs> what a terrible trade. Uh, P.K. Subban makes 11 a year. I'm just saying. God, so, I mean. so there's there's your there's your there's your structure, and then you go pull out pull out what Eric Carlson makes uh, or what what he's done on the resume and compare. Yeah, I'm paying the money. If Tell I'm the me. agent, I mean, and, and that's my example. Do you think in the Montreal Canadian dressing room they're sitting there changing, getting their skates on? Okay, guys, you know we're gonna get practice, and some of the French guys go. Make not to see that Shea Weber overrated too much money. <laughs> what was that? Hey, I heard overrated and too much money. No, we were just talking about um, the girl we know. <laughs> no, you weren't. Dicks. Best third. Like 12 million? Yep. So every night I'd be going, so where are you taking us for dinner? <laughs> yeah, every night. Yeah, yeah. Like every, every night. single night. We didn't even play tonight. I know. <laughs> what are you doing at my house? You're still making money. <laughs> Douchebag. Stop calling me douchebag. I hate playing in Montreal. You know the funny story? Jeff O'Neill told me the story once on the air, so I can share it with you here. He said when Matt Sundin was the captain of the Maple Leafs, and as awesome as he was on the ice as a player, as a leader, as a captain, and a great guy, he was probably a better person off the ice. And I said, oh, well, you know, give me an example. And he said, anywhere he went, Davey, he'd pick up the bill because that's what a real captain does and that's what the highest paid player on the team does. And that's how good of a person Matt Sundin was, yeah. not only in and out of the uh, rink. Doesn't surprise me. Nope, doesn't surprise me at all. Speaking of your favorite players, you know there's been some trades for this uh, particular individual after having a stellar junior career. Uh, he really made a name for himself with the World Juniors. And then Evander Kane finds himself <laughs> in San Jose. So in, in courtesy of the San Jose Sharks, probably property of the National Hockey League, they never listen. But what does Evander Kane do on his off days? Let's take a look. One, two, get on the line. <laughs> I've done my warm-up. That's the first thing he said. I laughed at it. Don't do circles. No, figure it's better. You're old school. Don't do figures. <laughs> A circle. Okay, you're gonna do it non-stop, yeah? Sure. Two hands on the stick, though. 
that's it. Here my equipment out. There he is, Dave. A yeah, big smile. See that? See that smile and that shark that was going through? That's telling you something right there. That guy is a shark because you don't, you can't predict Evander Kane. You, you don't know what's, what's, so what's he gonna do right next. Perfect team to beat. Ah, uh, this is my third summer going there. Okay. Yeah, it's a spot in my old neighborhood. We're going uh, very close to my high school. I went to John Oliver. I graduated from John Oliver, but I went there eight, nine, and ten. You know what? I was so focused on hockey and my schoolwork, and I didn't really have a lot of time for hanging out, and going to people's houses. You know, I was hanging out with my friends on on road trips to Medicine Hat and all across Canada um, with different hockey tournaments. So, um, Joner, <laughs> Joner was one of them. My mom won't like this, but in grade 12, I had one class. Get out of here. I had one class. One class. English. I had like over 50 extra credits for hockey because in BC, if you play for Team Canada or any sort of uh, Team BC or provincial team, you get extra credits for that. And it was all part of just that work I put in kind of before I got to... Well, there, and if you want to see more of that, of course, uh, just don't. go to San Jose. <laughs> so the issue has never been his talent. No, and see, and that's... It's never been the question. This guy, this guy, if he if he could if he could train himself between the years as much as he does with everything else, he could be a top 10 NHL winger. That's how good... I mean, consistently, and, and then I'll take it a step further, top 10 NHL player... He's big, he's skilled, he has great hands, he's fast, not that smart. Okay, has he? have you changed your opinion? Because we talked about this uh, when the trade comes, he goes to San Jose, and he gets off to yet another great sort of great the, start. Yep. that honeymoon period, and he's really good at that. He's really good at he's that. He's awesome at that. Did you think it's fallen off at all, or are you expecting a fall off still from, and again, from a maturity, a professional uh, perspective, to happen this next season i guarantee something will happen with evander kane where it's in the news that something has happened at an airport at a bar uh a fan something something will happen this year with evander kane see the one thing that i, I always wonder about athletes is do do they change their spots and that's what people say that that they don't that once once you were a a, a, a person that is almost infected with with immaturity and, and lack of this and lack of that, that they never really qu kind of outgrow it, that eventually it catches up with them, which is why for a guy like Johnny Manziel, we talked to Clark Judge yesterday, how yep. NFL teams aren't talking about him. Well, the, the, the reality is he has to make it in this league. That is the Canadian Football League. And as much as people south of the border or uh, those that don't like the CFL, you have to realize everyone you're playing against, for the most part, is uh, usually an All-American or someone who's very, very good and has the possibility at different positions at going south of the border in the NFL. Happens every year, every year. He is now number two because the guy that's number one in Montreal has looked fantastic. I don't see them pulling him anytime soon. For Johnny, it's probably good, but as the time goes on, people still wonder, is it the off-field? Has he has he changed his ways? I'll be honest. In, in, in what he says and how he's acted, it certainly feels that way. And I'm watching that piece with Evander Kane, mm -hmm. and he's saying kind of all the right things, but you say you're not buying it. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Because that's what people say about Johnny Manziel, the exact yeah. same thing. 27 years old. He's going to mature in his 30s, his 40s. Or, I don't know. I, I, you know. You hope if you're the San Jose Sharks or if you're a fan of the San Jose Sharks that this is this is where he does take the turn and, and stays healthy and stays you know out of uh, the social scene. But something will happen that he'll irritate something or someone. It's just his track record proves me right. And until it proves wrong, then, you know. Uh, you know, and I can't sit there and honestly, I can't sit there and say I wish him the best of luck because I don't. I don't. Well, but here's here's something else too. Do you hate going from Buffalo to San Jose? No, no, you love that. <laughs> I was gonna say, you love hey, that. I love my Buffalo friends, but come on, Oof. if you're living okay, wherever North Tonawanda or water. or or whatever, <laughs> and you're saying, do you want to go to San Jose? San Jose is yep. is par paradise. If the only thing that could probably outdo it in the NHL really is if San Diego. Had a team. Had a, uh, uh, an NHL team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, honestly, when you look at the scope of North America, 
You're probably right. San Diego might be number one. Yeah, San and I've never been. I only go from what everyone tells me. Yeah. Like, JR. So Jeremy Roenick played in San Jose. Had some, 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 some you know, real great years for him in terms of how much he enjoyed playing there. I said, do you still do that? He goes, no way, Richie. I live in San Diego. Really? Like, I... Oh, yeah. And he travels a lot. He's never home. He goes, but no. when I'm home, I'm in San Diego, bro. Wow. Well, you, you account for everything, lifestyle, weather style, day to day. And yeah, you might be right. Might, you know, because and, and, and there's not too many uh, weather disturbances like you do. Because a lot of people will be sitting there screaming at us going, Florida, Florida. Well, there's always Florida has their hit and miss weather patterns. Right. And sometimes they're terrible weather patterns you don't really get that on the west no, coast they have i know you get the people sitting there going earthquake earthquake that's more san francisco ish yeah, and that's more of a movie yes kind of, that's more take of it a, yes that's more of a people, movie what about the san andreas fault you don't even know what that is you just watched earthquake or whatever but the rock was really good in it well the original earthquake had uh charlton heston that's right my, my God, this place is going to fall to pieces. Come with me. Oh, okay. Are the apes coming too? Uh, yeah. Hey, here's something I, I did want to show you. As as we said, uh, whatever fair or carnival you go to, here they're just wrapping up the uh, the exhibition, the Canadian National Exhibition. And it's a cool thing to do. I haven't been in years. I said I'd go this year, and of course I still haven't. Yeah, me neither. I, but it is a lot of fun. I'm more of a Wonderland guy. You're Wonderland. But see, I like the... I know. Naughtiness, the dirtiness of, of, of that. But part of the dirtiness comes with those stupid games where you're trying to win, especially when you're younger and you have like a girlfriend or whatever, and you want to win that giant teddy bear or whatever. I'm going, okay, I'm going to shoot some hoops. I know what I do with the foul line. I know I, I this is a sport that I play well. Shooting guard, no problem. Here's your first shot. Ba-doom, ba-ba-ba-bank. What? Give me that ball. Boy, you know how the sound it makes with all the air? What is this? Oh, it's regulation. In what? In what country? For what sport? Try it again. So you're trying to get the form, and there's the... So, instead of me getting mad, I see, and this is courtesy of our friends at uh, nj.com, newjersey.com, that they actually have inspectors. They have guys who sort of show up, and they're like a governing body to check out to see whether these carnival games are legal. This is awesome. Enter investigators from a little-known unit at the state's Division of Consumer Affairs. This is the first time you were inspected this year? Yeah. These guys yeah. are from the legalized Games of Chance Control Commission. <laughs> it's their job to keep game operators honest. Yeah, measure that. Whether it's conveniently askew basketball hoops or darts with dull tips, yes. investigators have seen it all. We've seen bushel basket games, which is a softball that has to be thrown into a tub. Operators may put a tennis ball or a doorstop behind the bushel basket, <laughs> making the back of it springy so that the ball cannot actually stay inside of the tub. It's a, prof you know, a for-profit business, and they expect to make some money on it. But uh, by the same token, there has to be that ability to possibly win. You just can't rig it so that they can't win the thing. That's the Most of the time, violations aren't so blatant. Maybe an operator holds on to change and lets you play another round. Or the prizes promised aren't actually available. <laughs> this dart lost its fin. Okay. It's required to have its fin here. All right. Okay, so I'm going to put that one here. Well-established, family-friendly boardwalks, like this one, in Point Pleasant are more in compliance than you might think. But for a longtime investigator... What was that game? Relation, Let me see that. Like a sore thumb. Investigator went up earlier and he found that several of the rims were not level. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was an unfair disadvantage to a player. Cheat! Yeah, that was pretty egregious, that basket. Just walking, visually by walking by, you could see that it wasn't level. Yeah. So let's look at one of the most common games, the claw. Investigators are particularly vigilant about these games. I never, I've never There's, done that. Have you? I've, I've never. No, had, I've seen no, it. Yeah. These are everywhere. They look stupid. They tested this machine, which offered tantalizing prizes like iPads and Blackberries. What? When Bill Walters first tried playing the game normally, he found it too difficult, so he forced it. He'll take that prize and physically put it in the claw to see if the claw is strong enough to hold. The claw. The claw. It wasn't. One problem is that the claw has smooth metal tips, trying to grasp a hard plastic case. Wow. It wasn't working. 
Even the game's operator wasn't able to force the claw to hold the box. That's not embarrassing. It appears, other than for some lucky catch of a piece of metal or something like that, this would be very, very difficult percentage-wise to win. I think you guys should take a look at that one. I just spent like 50 bucks on that one. <laughs> no exaggeration. Seriously. You play it all day. Yeah. See, it's always the guy. Bro, I'm not kidding. She probably burned like 50, 50 bucks. If you can get it back. Here's Dave Bastel. Yeah, actually it was 75, I think I just yeah, was. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been with me. <laughs> I I do like those games, though, but I, I never go to ones where I can just like pick out a prize. I've never done that. One of my favorite games is, and I monitor it before I actually go to it. It's you pull out the water gun. And you aim for the bullseye, oh, yeah. yep. and the little the little dude goes up to the top. First one to the top. Because sometimes wins. it's a horse race with the water thing. It, That's that goes true. Across, That's yeah. true. So what what my trick is, whatever one you're going to play, sit back, and watch the game for at least five or six rounds. You'll quickly find out which number wins consistently. <laughs> I'm sure your family and your two little children just enjoy that downtime. What is what's Daddy doing? Quiet. He needs to concentrate. I'm I'm scouting the game. For example, for example, and I'm I'm bugged about this to the to this day, and you could ask Irene about it. We're at Taste of the Danforth two years ago and we're playing the water gun game, and I do exactly what I tell you to do. And number seven has the strongest pressure. So oh, I go Jesus. up and I sit by number seven for for five straight games. Marissa got two toys. Nicole got three. And I walked out of there. Oh. So five and yeah, oh. Yeah. It's the all about the water pressure. Watch for it. And they're going to remember forever that yes. one of the children exactly. got one more one prize. One more prize. Yeah, well. they'll, hey, they'll find a way to get you back. Yeah, they will. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some, you got some pain coming up. Uh, you're watching RawMikeRichards.com. You're listening on the podcast or you're at the dedicated YouTube channel, which we appreciate. Remember to subscribe. In the bottom there, wherever that... I can never get it right on. Uh, speaking of uh, cheating, hmm. uh, the 88 U.S. trials, the 100 meters with Carl Lewis, hmm. who was uh, not America's sweetheart. He sure thought he was. Oh, did he ever. You only have to watch that. Good singer, Singing too. the American National Anthem, Good which is singer. awful. So he's going to run yet an unbelievable time. But here's what I find unbelievable. <laughs> what ABC, I guess it's ABC, I'm not sure, what they do at the during this race and who they show watching it, why they did to this to this guy, I don't know. It's just so weird that they did this. So this is prob property of the uh, what the IAAFF, the International Athletic uh, that. Yeah, yeah, Federations uh, Council. Yeah, it's yeah, something like that. So the uh, the uh, the ABC, Disney, yep. uh, uh, ESPN. I'm throwing them all out there because yep. I I really want to run this thing. But watch how strange the race is. Watch. Carl Lewis in that celebration, like, look at me, look at me, and then they go to a shot that I did not see coming. The top three represent the United States in the 100 meters. The top four will most likely be the four men to run the 4x100 relay in the Olympic Games. Please, we thank you. You see the little loudspeakers behind each of the runners in the blocks. Not really necessary with a small crowd like this. There'll be some noise in a moment. Gusts of wind echoing off the microphones. The stadium is absolutely still. Here it comes. Smith in four, Lewis in five. Smith breaks out early. Lewis is right with him. Smith being beaten by Lewis. Uh, we see you, Carl. Put your hands down. Okay, that could be the world record. I was watching the flags almost as much as I was watching. And then they put Ben Johnson watching. Wow. Like, Why would you do that? Side and the side which would be sheltered by with his face. There was Ben Johnson watching in Canada at Carl Lewis running a 9.78. That's the fastest all time in any. Condition. Look at him. That's so annoying. Interestingly enough, his time at the 84 Summer Olympics to win the gold medal was only a 9.99. Look at that. So, so, and then they, because they'd have to say to, to Ben Johnson's people, because it's not a surprise. They didn't just, no. You have to agree. Why? 
That looks so stupid. And there was uh, handing off of some cash. If you're going to put a camera in Ben Johnson's... Especially at that time, oh, but yeah. that was just—I mean—and what Ben has been through. So I saw him at a at a bar in Hamilton once mm-hmm. um, in Hess Village. I don't know if you know Hamilton. Hess Village has like a little—it's almost like their smaller version of Yorkville in Hamilton, out of the downtown. It's all yeah. these old, big old homes, and they're in their bars. It's yeah. awesome. And I walk by, and there's Ben sitting by himself. Oh no! And I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I like you know when someone was that famous for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And yet being a guy that that, that, that that's a track guy, you run it, coach it. Still one of my favorite things. You were my God. You were at the maybe the biggest 100 meter event yeah. in so far. Usain Bolt in London in yeah. decades, and maybe yeah. the world if you want to put it that way. And there he is by himself having a beer. I didn't. I really didn't know what to say. Hmm. You never wanted to pull out your cheetah commercial oh. line with him. I didn't. I didn't. Cheetah or whatever. Yeah. I, I ain't no cheetah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, courtesy of our friend uh, Frank D'Angelo. That was the worst. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I think that ad. <laughs> I cringed. I can't even. I don't think I could play it. I don't think I could play it. Uh, what else do we want to get to before? Oh, uh, Andy Reid. I wanted to see the Andy Reid okay. video. For for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> In Canada, they did very briefly have this ability. It was with one of the meat companies. Where you could qualify for punt, pass, and kick. I didn't know that that did here. And I saw it. And of course, in my mind, because there's only one thing that I fantasized about, honestly, and that was football. Playing it because it just wasn't available uh, at my age, young age, in elementary school to play. And that was my fantasy. So you qualify, you go to Iverwin Stadium. And I did see punt, pass, and kick when I went to, as a kid, sure. Iverwin Stadium, my first big thing. And there are these kids out there. I'm just steaming, right? <laughs> Oh, there's a throw by uh, Tommy from Burlington. I'm like, you're shit. Shit. Hey, son, you want some more? No, Dad, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I was so, but in the States, it still goes on. Yep. And it is a big deal. So, Monday Night Football, and I don't know what the year is, but Andy Reid, get a load of this, is supposed to be 12 years old. Andy Reid sitting with John Gruden during that Gruden show he had on ESPN. And John Gruden can't believe that Andy Reid is supposed to be 12 compared to the size of the other kids. This is hilarious. I guess property of the National Football League, uh, ESPN, but this is classic vintage Andy Reid as a 12-year-old. Who is this? Tell me this video. Look at Andrew Reid. That can't be you. That's me. That's Monday Night Football right there. How old are you? Yeah, 12 or 13. That's unbelievable. Did someone check IDs here? He had a beard. No, they had to go into the Ram locker room and pull that jersey out. Seriously. Look at the kid behind you. No, that, he was eight. No, let's straighten it up. That, that kid's eight right there. I never saw this when we were working together in Green Bay. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You're 26 years old, and you're playing in a punt master kick. You just are dying to win. Change the birth certificate. Huh? Thanks for joining me, man. You're the best, man. Andy Reid, you're the best. Good luck. All right. That is hilarious. You're 26. <laughs> He's, he looked old enough to be a be a, a veteran on a CIS team. <laughs> they had to get a jersey from the pro players' dressing room to wow. fit a 12 year old. That's awesome. <laughs> did Andy Reid, Andy Reid never played pro? Did he? I don't think he. No, did. I don't. No, think he I don't. You know what? I honestly don't know what is, it, it, even is the collegiate background. Yeah. I, off the off uh, hand, I don't know that. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I would hope if that, that no one would see that. Like, I, I, how can you be twelve? That's unbelievable. Okay, before we go to, uh, as we know, college football uh, coming up. Uh, it, well, it's already started to a degree, but you're you're getting to uh, a lot of the teams playing this weekend. Looking forward to it, and. Each school kind of has a little bit of their own flair to what they want to do, depending on the schools that you go to. I still think even though I'm not an SC guy necessarily, that is uh, Southern California. Some people go, oh, you mean the Gamecocks? No, I don't mean South Carolina. I mean the Trojans. That marching band, the boom, 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 boom. I mean, I love that stuff. I love college football. Mm. You know I love college sports, period. Uh, and Clemson has a pretty elaborate thing that they do. And, there's again, there's always – uh, stories and reasons and, and uh, history. Well, this is r- recent history because they come, uh, that is the Virginia Tech Hokies come out to enter Sandman. But the team comes from kind of a long way away. They have to go through this long walk. Then you're going to see they go through what is the world's smallest football tunnel 
David's tiny. I can't believe these guys even fit in there. And then they crank Metallica, enter Sandman, and I got to tell you, I would love to be in Blacksburg just to see this. Once again, this is probably property of the ACC, NCAA, and maybe ABC, ESPN. But get a load of what it must be like to be in Blacksburg to see the Hokies come onto the field. As they enter that dark, cramped tunnel. And at the bottom, they will wait for a song that Metallica wrote 26 years ago. Enter Sandman has been used to lead this team out every home game since 2000. There is nothing like it. You know how jacked up you'd be? Awesomeness. They all know the lyrics and they will sing along to enter Sandman. That's the Okie Stone right there. Here we go. Oh my God, this is great. That's spectacular. Walk-on cornerback, 55-year-old Mike Richards. Yeah, the, the earth literally shakes here. <laughs> well, that Amazing. is an oh-my-God moment. I don't know if I can control my – if you're a linebacker, let's say you're out and you're on kickoff coverage and that ball's going down, that music, that's, that's going th through Oof. your veins, I'd be arrested for what i do at the end of that Seriously. play. Seriously. You'd want to go smoke the guy, and then I think I'd just take his head and go <laughs> – Oh, my God, he's just pulled his head off. Why would you do that? The, mu cool. the music. How how good is uh, Vontek this year? I haven't even broke it down yet. Okay. I broke it down. I was going to say, yeah. be nice if they're consistent. You know, I know they were decent in the Michael Vick era, but. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a while since, you know, right now you're going to see what? Uh, Alabama, you got Alabama, Clemson. Uh, Georgia, probably in there, maybe Ohio State. I'd have to, you know what, I haven't even broke it down. Yeah. I mean, I know it's starting this weekend. I should, probably should have a better handle on it, but I think uh, maybe next week I'll take a look at Oklahoma 21 uh, point favorites over Florida Atlantic. Well, this is where you get the uh, Lambs and the Wolves game, Ooh, the yeah. cupcake games. Let's Oregon has Bowling Green, but you got to be real careful about what you consider to be a cupcake game because some of these teams, like last week, Prairie View. And, like, and Rice. Rice is the worst uh, NCAA school. Prairie View's not bad. Hawaii covered 17 points on Saturday night. Yeah, we're not a fan of that, Dave. Thanks for bringing that up. Only game I lost. <laughs> Have yourself a great day. Thanks, Dave.